On this episode of the Hamas Teacher Express, we are talking all about how long loose school weeks are. Should they be shorter or should they stay the five days? We are also talking about how to make those one doctor's appointment last all day into a wonderful day off and school principals in the UK and in the US and rounding it out, celebrating those school secretaries. So stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of the Hot Miss Teacher Express. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your conductor here, Jess Smith. And as always, I have with me Vinny. Or Mr. Thomas English. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Hot Mess Teacher Express. That was the best introduction I've ever done. It was. Are you ready to get going? Yeah, let's just get on with it. Okay, let's just get on with it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Our... Hot take today. Uh, hot take uh, is when we take kind of a, a topic that's a little bit hot and we give our reaction to it. It could be a little controversial. Uh, we could have different opinions. We could fight. You could not agree with us, and that's totally fine. Today's hot take is the school week is uh, it's too long. It's too long. There are five days typically in in a school week, in a work week, um, unless you're working in some other horrendous job that's like seven days a week or in retail that's whenever they need you. Um, So five days for school. Do you like it? I remember like just after like during COVID really, like in 2021, my school did it where basically we had the students back in person And it would be Monday through Thursday would basically be hybrid where you would have students in person and students online. Okay. And then Friday was a remote day. So during that time, you would still do your class lessons, Mm -hmm. but you would do it at the first half of the day. So everyone would be online. You do shorter lessons. So then by noon, you were done with the teaching. And then you basically had the afternoon to collaborate with your department. Yeah. Um, have office hours if anyone yeah. needed to contact you to go over assignments, anything like that, and time for like grading, planning, and preparation. Yep. And I honestly think just seeing that way of life, yeah, even <laughs> with even with the morning still having to do those tedious, like we're doing a twenty minute like quick check in, basically, yeah. there was just so much that you could get done, yeah. and just having that time, like I think what people don't understand is when teachers are like a force school day like week is more beneficial loads of people are looking at that and they're like oh the teachers only want to work four days a week is the summer not enough and they have that mentality but it's like no the teachers are saying they are more than happy to do five days but let that friday be like a work day where you can collaborate where you can check in with students where you can like plan things grade things because then the teacher can actually have a life outside of the school right and be able to effectively do everything and not burn out because Shocker, that is actually work. Us prepping our classrooms is usually done outside of, you know, our our normal teaching times. 
And that is a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. And to have that time built into a schedule to be able to do that. I do remember doing that same type of schedule where it was A, B days. Mm -hmm. So like my, you know, my group of like seven students came on (laughs) Monday and Wednesday and my B students came on Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday was off or it was Wednesday. Um, that we had off just to avoid like if there was exposure then we could shut down and not be like debilitated (laughs) because we missed so much school but um i remember being like oh my gosh this is so nice Mm -hmm. i honestly i wasn't really stressed about planning lessons i feel like i was way more put together and able to comprehend what I had to accomplish because I had the time to sit down and look at it yeah. and like talk with talk with my co-teacher and and um, interact with different classes and I loved that. So the school week is way too long. It's, and, and yeah, I feel like as well, it's so much more beneficial. Like, and this is like from a teacher's perspective, to have that. And like, especially like on a Friday, it was so nice because you would literally get everything you need to get done for the next week. And even if it was just Monday, Tuesday done, you could get it done. You can leave on Friday and you can go home and say, I am not doing any work this week. Yeah. And actually mean it. Yeah. Because you can set yourself that goal of that Friday. This is my plan, work, grade, whatever day. Yeah. And I am not leaving here till this is done. And then you can completely switch off. Absolutely. Versus when you're teaching like students up until the wire <laughs> on the Friday. Yeah. And you're like, great, now, now I've got this. Now And you're everything. like, I've just had to teach on a Friday when all these students are feral and they don't want to sit down. They don't want to do anything. Yeah. And then you're like, I, I'm burnt out. Right. I can't sit here. Right. I don't want to great. I don't care what we're doing next right. week. I don't even know if I'm coming back next <laughs> week. <laughs> From that perspective on the teacher side, I 100% see that. But then I also think just from the student perspective as well, I think when it comes to things like when you're in high school and you have it where you have assignments that are due, you have extracurriculars, you have sports, you have all this other stuff. It's like I understand somewhat the logic of like, oh, well, they need to get used to a five-day school week because that's like training them for the five-day work week. But at the same time, it's like, well, when you're then giving them these extracurriculars, this homework, all of this, they're actually doing more than... yeah. A regular work week and you're teaching them to not have boundaries in place and and balance and not having like you know school life balance yeah which will bleed into work life balance right and i think that's definitely something that i see happening right well and we don't we don't work in a system where there is like work-life balance is celebrated or prioritized at all so like i know from a parent's perspective it's like i don't have Childcare, like I can't take a day off. uh, I can't take a day off of work to watch my child sit at home, or you know, like I have to find something else for them to do. Yes, you're absolutely right, and that is a struggle for many, many families in America. But there are so many studies that are coming on, and like companies in the UK, I think, are starting to do a four day work week and noticing how much more people are getting done because it's like I have an extra day to get all of my other stuff done. Uh, like for home, there is there is able to be this work-life balance. I would be so much more invested if I was able to do a really, really good job teaching the kids in my class for four days and then have a whole entire day to prep what I needed to. And I think it also like bleeds into like the cultural aspect of it as well. It's like, I remember being like, 
13 and walking myself to and from school mm-hmm. and being at home. My dad wouldn't come home from work until like two, three hours after I'd been home. My siblings had been home. Yeah. And we were literally in the house on our own. Yeah. And it's like, whereas here, it's like, you know, I'm like teaching like 16, 17 year olds and the parents are like, oh, well, I can't trust them to be at home by themselves. And I'm like, okay, okay but <laughs> it's, it's that thing where it's like, there's a lot of like, And I don't know if it's just to do with, like, the way that it is here, like, how, like, you know, like, in England, we have it where you finish school at 16, then you go on to, like, college or an internship or, like, you know, a profession. And um, it's very much, like, I feel like in England, once you've reached 16, you've finished that school and you're now on to whatever you decide to do after that for those two years before you go on to, like, having a full-time job or, like, university, anything like that. It's, like... Between the ages of, like, 16 to 18 in England, you are, like, basically an adult at that point. Yeah. And by 18, like, you're allowed to drink, you're allowed to go out, like, yeah. you know. Get out of Whereas here. Whereas in America, I see it that there is, like, a delay in maturity with that because of the fact that Americans, where they don't leave school until 18 and they're in that same school and they don't have that separation as if that, like... Because that separation for me acts as a very good transition into adulthood right. and being independent versus I feel like because you have like that nine through 12th grade blocked into one, people stay in the exact same mentality by the right. fact that they might be able to drive or get a job. Right. But it's not like, like you have a 14 year old and not an 18 year old. Yeah. yeah. And it's very much like I noticed that. And then that's when you then gear where they then go away to college and they're paying all these tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands right. in all this dare. And they're going and that's the first time where they're like on their own independent and there's no transition to it. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely think it's that thing where there's a lot of, oh, well, we're worried because, you know, we can't give them this much freedom. But then it's also like, well, maybe if the country was a little bit safer and there were more places, things in line to protect people, right. you wouldn't have that big concern. Right. And then I think that's what a large portion of the issue is, that it comes down to you can give a solution to a problem, but instead of actually addressing the problem with the solution, it's usually, mm, we're going to focus on a different problem instead of yeah, just right. under. And I think that's, a large portion of what happens with the way things are handled here. Yeah, yeah. I think to get to a shorter school week, um, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take looking at the system as a whole. And unfortunately... And no one wants to do that because that is scary. And unfortunately, the people in charge of the systems and making change are the ones that also have investment and money and are profiting off of people staying to that rigid five-day work week. And unfortunately, money talks more than actually looking at humans as people that need to be able to live (laughs) bingo bingo which brings us to our next section of the podcast british versus american schools this is the part of the podcast where we go over the british way versus the american way in terms of education Today's topic is principals or admin in British versus American schools. So, what are our thoughts? I think admin in American schools get a lot of a worse rep than in British schools. People destroy them. Because in Britain, they're called headmasters. It's head teachers. Head teachers. Oh. Yeah. So, So teacher is in the name. Yes, as a head teacher. Oh, that's interesting. Because I feel like admin gets a bad rep because it's like, you're not one of us anymore. Like, this is just like, 
you're not part of us anymore. Like you don't understand us anymore. There's so much that principals do. I I honestly feel bad for the rap that they get. I under like they're just under a lot of pressure from school boards and from the school districts and uh, and from the teachers too. You gotta you gotta keep everybody happy and calm. And there's no winning. I don't think principals have a very easy job in America. <laughs> I, I, ju- I just think as well, the way I look at it, especially in America, principals and admin are basically seen as the figurehead. But in reality, they don't have nearly as much power and authority no. as people think. Because yes. they are literally under the jurisdiction of the district office and the school board. And at any point, they can be undermined. Like, they are equally as, like, it's kind of like... A system of hierarchy where it's like, you know, if admin gets approached by a parent, they're going to throw the teacher under the bus. But if the principal gets approached by a parent, then DO is going to throw them under the bus. Right. And that's basically what it is, where it's like you can go to a like admin in America and be like, hey, I need all this done. And if DO or like the board is not for it and they know they won't, they don't have any power or authority. Right. I always think about it as like admin <laughs> in a school is basically like, it's like the Hunger Games, the Mockingjay, the symbol, you know. Yep. It's just the symbol for I'm the representation of the school. Right. And they're also the one that is like, you know, the one that the whole community around them, if anything happens at their school, it's is that. their fault. And yeah. it's really not. I I think there's so much pressure to please everyone I, and not to like, not to undercut what they actually do. I feel like it feels like they're a puppet sometimes yeah. for the district office and for the school board. Like, you need to tell the teachers this. Rather than it coming from the school board, it's coming from the principal. So then the principal gets all the all the hate and the anger, you know. I just, there's no winning. I, I really also, feel bad for them. I also feel like in America, it's very much like admin as a whole and the path to being an admin. It's kind of like, it gives me corporate America vibes where it's kind of like someone takes... I take, was just about to talk about that. Yeah, someone yeah, yeah. Ta- it's like someone takes someone under their wing and they're like, oh, you're going to be the next admin of this school. It's kind of like, you know, you're like trying to build someone up to be like a politician or something. It's so yeah. like, because to be an admin of a school, you it's not even necessarily about your knowledge or anything. It's do you fit the criteria of are you someone that we can see in this community that would be successful in this role and are you someone that the community would feel like we can support and stand behind and it's very much like it's not like going for a job and being like you're great at this job it's do you tick all the boxes to make this school look good instead of are you actually someone that can do this job competently yeah or it's like a stepping stone for for them to get into the district office like it is kind of you're working up that corporate like education ladder to get to where you want to be. Like the amount of times that, you know, like there was a principal that came to a school just to have a few years so that they could get into the, the superintendent's office or to be the superintendent and like work that way. It's, yeah, and I've seen that. Where invested into a school with with someone who's just gonna leave. 
it's basically like there's this mindset as well I see where people do that and it's almost as if like doing it where they're like you know an assistant admin or they're admin for X amount of time it's kind of like as if they're like doing their time in prison before they get freedom in district <laughs> office and it's just so strange yeah. that it's yeah. like oh well I did my four years as an admin at that school and now this is my time to shine in the district office right and it's just for me I think what I find so strange about admin as a whole in um american schools is how quickly out of touch they become that it's like you are the same person that was in this class moaning about the same stuff complaining about the same lack of support and then you suddenly get that new title and you completely forget all of those things you complained about three months ago and i think it does go into that thing of they don't have nearly as much power and authority as you would think and it is just effectively they have to basically become a puppet and just right. do what is expected of them. And, you know, they get a little, they get a better salary for it. And that's the trade-off yeah. of, oh, well, I get paid more for this. So yeah. I'm going to just go do my job. And at least I haven't got to teach X amount of lessons any day. And, right. you know, this isn't that great, but at least I'm not having like students cuss me out as much every day. And when it is, I'm having a one-to-one -one meeting with them and I'm not handling 29 right. other students at yes. the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, principals do not have the, uh, the greatest rep in America. Versus, but head teachers in the UK. Yeah, like head teachers in England, they used to be called headmaster or headmistress. Like the title itself is very like authoritative, like head teacher. Yeah. Because it's like they are the head of the school. Like they are the be all end all. They are the final like boss of the school, basically. <laughs> like this is the one you got to be in order to over overthrow the school. Yeah. Um, and it is like... I just, when I first came to teaching in America, seeing like principals just walking around being like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like throwing random jokes and like aspects of their personal life into meetings. I was like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, you're a person. You're not allowed to be a person. You're, you're this authority figure that like, you know, is like behind a hard and solid like yeah. cement wall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like in England, it's like if the head teacher like walks past you and you like do anything disrespectful, it's like a click of their fingers, get your butt over here. And like, it is like, I remember being terrified of like my head teachers in school and like to be sent to the head teacher's office was like, it was like you were being sent to like, like yeah. a police officer basically. Yeah. Where you were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to prison. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like the amount of like um, authority they carry around with them. And even in staff meetings, it's like if a head teacher like is talking in a staff meeting, everyone's dead silent. Yeah. It's like, this is the expectation. And if you dare like speak around anything like they can literally pull you up for being unprofessional yeah versus like i've had so many meetings in american schools where it's like the principal's saying stuff and people are like oh yeah all right then over there oh, yeah well what's that about like oh, oh, like in the middle of a meeting and i'm like oh my gosh like in england this would not yeah. fly see i yeah and i i agree i haven't been in meetings like that i've had people like been in meetings where they like literally like roll their eyes and like yeah <sighs> and like cross their arms that's so unnecessary that's so disrespectful to the position that is principal um i like it's it's interesting 
to hear how you feel when a headmaster or a head teacher walks in. I I would almost rather that relatability with uh-huh. a principal. When I was pregnant with my son, I was able to go to my principal. I was comfortable enough to go to my principal and say, like, I'm having anxiety. Like, I am so nervous about this in my pregnancy. This is happening. And like, I don't know. She was like, go take a day off. It yeah. sounds like your body needs to rest. And I would almost rather like someone understanding that we're all humans mm-hmm. and rather than someone who I'm scared to ask. I believe that most of the time they are understanding, but I think it's very much that thing of like, if you need to speak to the head teacher in England, it's like you schedule me and you're like, hey, just wait to see when you're free. Or usually they have like an assistant that schedules other things. So you'd go to the assistant and be like, hey, I need to speak to them about saying, can you like pencil me in for a meeting? You'd pencil in for me and then go in. It would be very like professional, organized versus like in America. I've had so many times where like teachers are like, I'm going to march in there. And they just march straight oh, into yeah. the office. And they're like, I need this student did this. And it's like, yeah, I that- feel like when I was like teaching in England, I never once questioned the authority or the professionalism or ability of the head teacher to do their job Mm -hmm. because of the way that they carried themselves with the utmost professionalism at all times, which, you know, in some ways it makes it more like, you know, you feel less inclined to just go in for a powwow and say, hey, how is it going? But usually, like, they also do where they circulate. They'll say, like, hey, how are you, blah, blah, blah. But it's not as personable as it is in America but I also feel like with that it goes with that expectation thing of because they handle themselves in that way and they don't break face the students are equally as terrified as them and therefore the expectation and the threat of I will send you to the head teacher's office has weight to it yeah. instead of, oh, wow, if I go there, he might give me a new sucker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Going to the principal's office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it it goes either way. I think I prefer the relatability of American principals, but I honestly think that the expectation and the overall running and discipline of the schools and the way in which head teachers are treated with more respect and able to actively do things to help staff and students in England okay. work well, slightly take, better. I'll take a half <laughs> a point. I'll take a half a point. I, I'd, say it's a, I'd say there are aspects of both that are good and bad. Yay, America. It was a good day. All right, that brings us to our next stop on the Hot Mess Teacher Express. This is Hot or Not. so proud of you you're getting into it okay it's only taken 12 episodes or so okay today's hot or not we uh do this segment we take two topics and we rate them on if they are hot or if they are not in the education world Our first topic today is having a medical appointment at like 8 a.m. and then taking the rest of the day off. Or this not. is hot. I used no. to do this all the time. I and I, no, actually, I would do it. When <laughs> I would take a half day 
but I would purposely do it in a way that prioritizes my prep period. So if my prep period was period yes. three, uh-huh. I would be like, okay, I'm going to teach classes one and two, and then I'm going to take my prep period, do a bunch of stuff, make sure my, like, I can do my sub note and all stuff for the afternoon then, because uh-huh. I've already taught it, so all the instructions are on the board, uh-huh. like, it's fine. I've basically taught today as if I'm a sub anyway, because I'm like, it's not fair on the other students if yep. I'm teaching this to my ability, and then they've got a sub later, they can't do it <laughs> Yes. me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would do that and then be like, mm. and then I'm going to take when I have three periods instead of two and take the half day. Um, and I'd usually also like position it in a way that I'm like, mm, well, my period four is usually the most difficult. So um, <laughs> I'm going to need to have my appointment in period four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any appointments at... I don't know, 11.40. What's your availability? I'm 11.45 exactly through 12.40. Okay. Yeah. This is very, very hot. I loved doing this. I loved going to a doctor's appointment and then having the rest of the day to just do whatever you wanted. It felt like freedom to sip a, a coffee on a street in the middle of the day. Oh, stop. I used to do when I lived in an apartment we had a community pool and I would always do whenever I took an early leave I'd be like I'm going to the pool and then I was that that grouch at the pool being like why are there kids at the pool you kids should be in school school. and then there was always this like guy that was always smoking a cigar doing his business calls like you know his beer belly air being like yeah I gotta make a deal and like smoking around me and I was like why are you here go indoors this is my private pool time I took a half day for this I know my wife is now like because I like I'm self-employed now she's like if we ever move and there's a community pool you're gonna be that guy with a cigar making a I know <laughs> making yeah, that's a TikTok gonna be... by the pool and that's gonna be the new uh-huh. thing <laughs> that's gonna be the circle of life right there for you is you are going to become that man I have become my worst enemy <laughs> my nemesis is me <laughs> Which brings us to our next topic. When you are told that you have to do a bunch of extra stuff as a teacher and then they point to the contract and say, well, there's this section here that says other duties as assigned. Not. It's a not. The way that it's always a trainer in district office that hasn't set foot in a classroom in 20 years and they go around and they're usually in an outfit that has no, like, stretch or elasticity to it whatsoever. (laughs) You know they had cow for breakfast and they are like, mm, oh, geez, there's a sign, you know, and they're like walking around with like the grace and flamboyance of someone that has not got the pressure of 150 kids and all of their parents yes. and guardians coming at you every single day from every direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a not for me. <laughs> not. I, I can't, I can't put more on my plate, but by all means. You know what really annoys me is like, the the contract hours right and then it's like unless deemed otherwise yeah and it's like oh well we can keep you here at the staff meeting until five because that's when the staff meeting ends or like it's like the back to school nights and then the parent teacher conferences and then the open houses and then the the concerts like that you have to go to it's when they're like your contract hours are eight to four but then they decide on fridays to have the staff meeting at 7 (laughs) 30 and you're like okay so why are you pushing down your contract hours are eight to four don't be leaving that car park at 350 but you expect me to arrive 30 minutes early yeah exactly and it's like where's the (laughs) trade-off 
normally what would happen there is there would be a little trade-off here like i came in a half an hour early i get to leave a half an hour early yeah i thought that's what we used to do on fridays but i was always like whenever i had to leave that extra 30 minutes early that 30 minutes made all the difference i remember getting talked to because we were allowed to leave at three and i left you know usually around 257 and i got talked to because I didn't wait till three. <laughs> I'm like, as long as there's not a traffic of cars going out the car park, I'm free to go. Uh, yeah. Which brings us on to the next section of today's podcast, Grind Our Gears. This is the part of the podcast where we say things that annoy us and we rant and rave for 30 seconds. So if you yourself have something that annoys you, I'm sure you do, everyone does, and um, feel free to also take 30 seconds out of your day to just absolutely rip into it and just say how much you absolutely despise it with all your heart, soul and passion. And then, you know, maybe you'll feel a little bit better after and if no, that's fine. All right, Vinny, your topic today is when someone overdoes their introduction in a meeting. Listen, if we're in a meeting and they go around and they say, right, we're going to take time for everyone to introduce themselves. And you start that off and you say, hi, my name is Vinnie Thomas and I'm from England. And in 2018, I moved to the US. And then I decided to start a TikTok career in 2020. And then before you knew it, I took my career onto Instagram, Facebook, and then I just absolutely exploded. I do not need to know. Name, where you're from and move on with your life. You've just said the president and now I've got to pretend I care. <laughs> now it's your time, Jess. Today, your topic is people who do not mute themselves during Zoom calls. Listen, I know this is kind of like a 2020 problem, but we are now three years past 2020. This is, should no longer be a problem. Mute your mics. I don't need to hear your dog barking in the background and then explaining who is outside because your dog is barking. I also don't need to hear your microwave going out with like the, the 400th round of popcorn that you're popping that day. It is disgusting that you are still making me listen to the sounds within your house. I do not have to listen to you. That's the point of the Zoom call. Mute your mic. Well, Jess, I feel like you're very passionate right there. I was. Anyway, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I forgot to mute myself. Anyway, <laughs> so that was grind our gears. Oh, this is stressing me out. So we are now going to get to the last segment of the podcast, which is when we celebrate the underdogs of education. Uh, today, we are focusing and highlighting and applauding and celebrating the amazing, the wonderful administrative assistants, those school secretaries in the front desk, <gasps> the most powerful people in the school, if I will be completely honest. They are amazing. I have never worked with a bad school administrator. If I needed a day off, like really last minute, they made sure that they found a sub for me. And they just, I love them so much. They know all the secrets. They have all sorts of power, but they just, they sit there in their, at the little desk, do their job, keep quiet, support us. I love them. So it's when you like walk in in the morning and you like pass them and they're like, hi, how are you going? Oh, what a great way like, to start my day. Yeah, I'm like, girls. I'm like, it's when you like walk past and you're like on the way to the principal and they're like all doing that, they're like mini potluck, but they're like mini potluck is actually a good potluck. Yes. It's not like the main potluck. They're yes. like, they know all the things. They're like, we've worked closely enough together to know that we don't trust Doris's meatballs. Yes. So it's the same thing. There's so many times where, you know, if the principal forgets something, they're like, oh, well, my, the administrative assistant must have fell for and not done that yeah. and it's like yeah like it takes a lot to do that 
bad job. I don't know that I've met more organized people than a school secretary. They are so organized, know where everything is, know where everyone is. I could never, I could never. I don't even know where my family is. There's just four of us. And especially <laughs> like, the amount of de-escalating they have to do when they have like parents, guardians, teachers. I need to speak to the principal. And they're like, okay, we're going <laughs> to take a beat. Okay, let me just... Yeah. They're busy right now. Can you just sit yeah. down there? And while they're doing that, they're trying to check in a student that came in late. And then they're also trying to make the copies to put the posters up for whatever meeting everyone needs to know about. And like, they're just, they're doing multitasking, organized. Thank you so much for all that you do. It takes a lot of work and effort in order to be able to manage all of those schedules and basically be like the front of house for yeah. a school. All right. That is another episode of the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Um, I hope you all have an amazing day. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the things. Thank you so much for watching. Enjoy this. Bye. Choo-choo-choo. Okay.